or salve? Is it salve? I mean, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Potato. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula. Over the past decade, I've run not one, but three million-dollar businesses, including Unique Markets, which is probably what I'm best known for. And Forbes just named me the millionaire maker for my work helping founders and emerging new brands. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a small biz owner's biggest pain point to help them move forward and to help you and your business move forward. Get ready for some pretty hardcore real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions live in real time. Hashtag awkward. Listen, this podcast exists because most businesses won't make it to three years. And I've witnessed so many entrepreneurs and creatives fail because of tiny mistakes that could have been prevented. If I can make it, I know you can too. And I know that you can have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So let me give you all the tea and all the shortcuts. Tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Today's guest is Elizabeth Vu, who runs Feline Lune Apothecary, an eco-friendly beauty brand that sells low-waste, container-free alternatives to everyday products such as shampoo and conditioner bars. She started the business after experimenting and falling in love with soap making. She's pivoted from a career in healthcare to channel both her creative side and science background into something more fulfilling with her own business. While her business has been on a steady upward trajectory, things have slowed down a lot this year. She has loyal customers, but her products are formulated so well that those customers only need to repurchase a couple times a year. So Elizabeth wants my help to find and attract new customers. Let's dive in. Okay, well, welcome. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, that would be awesome. So my name's Elizabeth. I did not start out wanting to be like a small business owner or an entrepreneur, I guess. It was like, you know, I did the thing that every Asian kid's parents wants them to do, which is go to healthcare, like be a doctor or a pharmacist. And that's what I was aiming for for quite a while until I just kind of realized that it really made me unhappy to be living essentially someone else's dream and that wasn't my own. I got into a rabbit hole of handmade soaps on YouTube. (laughs) I bought like a handmade soap kit and I made my own soaps. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. And there's a lot of chemistry that goes into it, which was something that was interesting for me in healthcare because I was really into the chemistry, into the bio. And now this is kind of that, but in a more creative outlet. So from there, it was just like a deep dive into formulations started with soaps and then obviously things like bath bombs shower products things like that and it was just really interesting to learn about the chemistry that goes into formulating beauty products and I just was so fascinated by it I just tried to learn everything I could and it was just kind of like a trial and error making things like shampoo bars and conditioner bars because I was also going through a phase of I really want to reduce my carbon footprint 
And when it comes to just like personal hygiene, there's so much plastic that goes into our everyday beauty and hygiene products from our shampoos to conditioners, facial products, things like that. And that's kind of like where it all began, which is my my own personal journey of trying to be more eco-conscious while also learning about product formulation. Okay. And then in like one sentence, can you tell us the name of your brand and what you make? My business is called Failing Luna Apothecary. And it is a plant-powered, eco-friendly brand offering alternative to single-use plastic beauty and hygiene products. That was so good, by the way, that you had that down. Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So if I understand correctly, you had a phenomenal year. You made $40,000 last year, which is phenomenal considering that was kind of your first couple years, which included COVID. Yeah. But this year, it's been a little slower and you've taken a part-time job. Yes. Okay. So I think what a lot of people are dealing with now is that when COVID happened, no one spent for, let's say, 2020. But in 2021 and 2022, people were spending money like they could burn it. You know, they had they had spent a year like, not traveling, not spending a lot of money on gas. Everyone was at home. There, Everyone saved money. And so what I believe happened is that the consumer spending hit an all-time high, which was amazing for small businesses because also part of the collective consciousness that came out of COVID was also around like small businesses and your impact on the neighborhood. It makes sense to me that last year you had a phenomenal year and that this year, things have really slowed down because they have slowed down for all makers, small business owners, whether you sell in-person at markets or whether you sell online. Like a lot of people's online sales have taken a major dip. So it all makes perfect sense to me. I think your question specifically, you were wondering if there was anything you could do to your website or socials potentially to improve or help. Yeah, just with like new customers, trying to find the people who would be interested in my brand and my products. Because I don't have an issue with customer retention. Like a lot of my customers come back. My return customer rate is around 46%. It's just more like I feel like since my products are formulated to be very long lasting, my customers don't need to come back to me for like three to four months. Yeah. So in the <laughs> meantime, it's like, how do I find the new customers that may be interested? What you just said is really eye opening to me because basically you make a product that's so good <laughs> and lasts really long that you need new customers. That's a great problem to have. So I would say two things. First, don't discount your current customers. That return rate is amazing. Okay. And don't discount your return customers because that is where the bulk of your sales will come from. The average small business owner doesn't tend to understand that. So I already love that you know your percentage. (laughs) It means that you like statistics and analytics, which is great. I do. I do. All business owners should be nerding out on that stuff. And I find very few small business owners do. Definitely look at that Shopify analytics page for sure. Yeah. So if 46% are return customers, you know that they 
probably don't need new products for themselves. But I would say you should be capitalizing and really upping the per item per cart if you can. So in other words, try to sell them on buying bulk because they should gift it to their friends and family. Like try to get into the marketing of gifting. Mm, Okay. Because if they already use the products and like them, most likely that would be a great gift for people. And it's an easy gift. Like I have a gift drawer at home filled with candles. So like just random stuff that I've purchased where I'm like, sometime in the future, I'm going to know that I'm going to need to take a housewarming gift to someone or send someone a gift to thank them for doing something. So I would say capitalize on people like me who give gifts and like to give gifts and get those return customers purchasing not for themselves, but for other people. Got it. Okay. I also think that if you especially because you love statistics and numbers. So this is where we get into the real nerd stuff. If you know your average dollar amount of cart, and obviously Shopify can give you all these stats. So what's the amount spent on average per cart? And then what's the number of items? Mm -hmm. I would challenge yourself to up it. So like if the average cart is $40 right now, I would say, you know what? Over the next year, I'm going to try to get that average cart spend to 65. If on average, people are buying three items, you know, maybe two soaps and a shampoo bar or what have you, I would challenge it to be like, you know what? I want people to buy one more item or two more items per cart. And then you start thinking about how to actually achieve that. And it's through promotions, you know, marketing like a buy three, get one or like, buy five, get... And so this kind of encourages the bulk buy mentality too. I would start to think about like all the ways that you can package things together so that it's more attractive for people to buy more. My average order value is around 45. So you're really close there. Okay. Ooh, love it. I had a feeling it was somewhere somewhere in that, yeah. in that range. Your website is pretty good, I have to say. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> is that shocking to hear? I was like, I mean, I did it myself. So I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. We're doing our best here. Just trying. Everyone does it themselves, right? All all solopreneurs. We're we're in there like checking out the code, uploading new photos. Yeah. Very good job. So I'm going to click to the homepage. What I talk a lot about on this podcast is a lot of small business owners don't really put time and effort into their homepage. You have full screen photography, which is amazing. So already it looks and mimics like a business that is larger, which I think is great. You also really understand copywriting and this is the thing. So like from a journalism background and a past magazine editor, there are words and themes that we all know are very popular. Anything that says brand new or popular, top seller, five favorites, top three, like there are certain. So now that I've said that every time you look at magazine covers, when you're at the grocery store, you're like, these things are going to start jumping out at you. (laughs) And you've already have this on your, your homepage. You're like top seller pre-order. So you're kind of already like telling people like, Ooh, this is the most popular product. So Mm -hmm. you're understanding the marketing of how you plant ideas into people's heads, which 
very, very few, I would say, especially people who have come on to SOS, that's like a, a way of thinking that is not natural to a lot of people. And you already have that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now let's scroll down a little bit and we get into all of these thumbnail photos of products. You pass that, you keep scrolling, and you've got a little bit of storytelling, which also is amazing. Inspired by holistic herbalism, backed by science. That's an amazing line. Love it. (laughs) Natural deodorant that works. Okay, that sounds like a miracle product to me. (laughs) You keep scrolling, and the point is, for everyone listening, her homepage scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. And this is really, really smart because people forget a lot of people check websites out on their phones these days too. And people are very used to like quickly scrolling with a thumb now because of Instagram and all of the social media channels. If your homepage is only like one or two images, they're done within a second. And they're like, okay, boring. And they click off. You have a homepage that people can keep scrolling and you're constantly marketing to them. Like, buy this, buy this, oh, one of this, this, and then you have your About Us page and a great photo of yourself, a professional photo, which I love to see. (laughs) The one piece of feedback that I would give, and, and it's just something that you have to think about because I understand how black, the color black, is very much part of the brand, but from a digital perspective, for some reason, black tends to feel very dark And a lot of people relate either colored backgrounds, like dark colored backgrounds of websites and black to be somewhat like, I guess, old school is the, is what I'm trying to say, even though it's not, but it's just an impression people have. So I like that once you scroll down, it's a lighter background, but the first impression is that top bar with your logo, which is black. Mm -hmm. So I might think about switching it to one of your brand colors that's like you've got like these great light and dark brown tones. I might think about doing that just because the black right away is like very dark. Okay, sounds good. My other comment is that I really think so like first of all your website does look like it could be a bigger business than just you, which is great in my opinion. However, the thing that makes you special is that you're a small business. And from first glance, you don't see that up top. So you have to scroll all the way to the bottom, to the bottom navigation to finally see like your journal and the about us. And so I might think about putting the about us to the top main nav. Currently, like the main nav is great. It's all about selling product, which is what you want people to do. You want people to buy all of your products and you have it sparsed out into the sections, hair care, bath and body, skin care, accessories and miscellaneous, gifts and sale. So it's literally the whole main navigation is all product-based. When you're on your phone, that means when people click to the navigation, those are like the main things that they see. So yeah, I would highly recommend getting the about up there just so that there is a way for people to easily find out more about you because you really are the thing that makes the business unique. Okay. I would definitely make the change to that. What's interesting is that I can tell you have had a lot of photo shoots, great professional photo shoots because of a couple of the photos. 
And I'm wondering why you only have one photo on the about page. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I didn't want to like spam it or make it too overcluttered. So I was like, oh, hey, here's a picture of me and that's it. Yeah. Typical solopreneur founder. In that, <laughs> like you don't want to, you don't want to feel like you're like all over the place, but you could definitely do more. So okay. the photo, there's a great photo. It's a beautiful photo of you holding a mug, but the photo on the homepage is clearly you surrounded by product. It gives more of an idea of the business. So if you have more photos from that photo shoot, I would add more to this page because people are visual creatures and they don't read a lot. They go to the About Us. Hopefully they are going to read a little bit about you and it'll be so enticing that they read more, but they're also just going to scroll and there's one photo of you and that's it. So I would say add more photos and also you can add more photos of like the behind the scenes process. Like you really do talk about and you have such a passion for like the science and the mixing of things. I think it could be really interesting to see visually if you have photos like this already of like, you know, you like making the soap or pouring the soap or even a close up of your hands, like putting one of the bands around a soap. Like just think visually, like if you were a shopper on your website, what are the photos that you could use or video that could tell your story. And the good thing about thinking about content in that way is that once you have all this content, you can also use it for Instagram posts. That's right. You are doing the things, you know, you've got a free shipping on orders over $100. You do have a get 15% off if people sign up for your email. So you're doing the things that like in general entices people to purchase. I do think that the 15% off thing and some of the people I've talked to on SOS have done only 10%. I find this thinking a little small. I want you to think big when you offer 15% off. And like, this is the thing. Most people get that pop up and they close it immediately because they're so used to it, right? Yeah. If I saw... 30% off, you better believe I'm pausing and looking at it. Yeah, yeah, like a bigger discount. The difference is not that much for you. So maybe it saves them another $4 off an order or something like that. But to the consumer, 30% off is a good discount. And the thing is, like, people just think too cheaply, I think, small business owners, when they create this discount to get an email address. Having a piece of data is the most important thing you could do for your business. Mm -hmm. You know the power of return customers. The reason partly why they're return customers is probably because you are communicating with them throughout the year. You're not just like selling to them once and waiting for them to type in your website and like buy more from you. Hopefully you're emailing them. Definitely emailing. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. So yeah, I would encourage you and everyone listening to... Stop thinking so small, 15% off, even 20, even 25% off. Honestly, I'm just, as a consumer, I'm like, I don't know. That's not, I'm giving you a piece of my personal information. And I then know that you're going to be sending me newsletters all the time. To me, it's like, that is worth gold. So go ahead and give them a really good discount. Because the other thing is, isn't the goal of yours to get them to purchase. Mm -hmm. And if they purchase, we already know that 
they're most likely going to purchase again. So it's like, get that first purchase, get the product in their hands. So they're trying it. And then they're like, oh my God, I discovered this great new brand. And they talk to their friends and family about it. And they reorder from you. This is how you you really get more sales. So don't be skimpy with like a 15% off. Do something that is like so shocking that people order from you. I love that. Yeah, I really love how you frame that. Oh, good. <laughs> like It makes sense. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. This episode of SOS is brought to you by Constant Contact, an easy-to-use digital marketing platform designed specifically for small business owners like you. With Constant Contact, you can grow your list, send emails and text messages, manage your social accounts and events, and get more done in less time with our AI and automation tools. Constant Contact makes it easy to attract the right people, engage more customers, and grow your business all under one roof. And now, you can get up to 40% off the same email and digital marketing tools used by Sonia and the Unique Markets team for life. Head to constantcontact.com unique to get started and access your lifetime discount. That's constantcontact.com unique. Okay, now we're going to visit your Instagram. And I'm curious, what do you think you need help with? Or where do you feel like you aren't sure what to do? I feel like a lot of my content is very educational based. And I know that that obviously works for some viewers. But at the same time, I'm struggling to create more a fun content, like, oh, here's my product, but in a more introduce them to a more fun way, maybe even like joining um any of those trends that are happening on social media. I have a hard time taking a trend and then making it in a way where it can be in relational to my brand. So a lot of my content is just strictly educational, which I feel like if you're just someone scrolling through TikTok or Instagram, that may not be everyone's cup of tea and then they'll just scroll away. Interesting. Okay. Well, one thing is that you do actually, again, this comes down to professional photography. You do have really beautiful photography, which a lot of people don't have. Thank you. Yeah. Huge plus. I guess my question is, and it is hard when you start to get into this world where you think that reels are super important. My question would be, do you know what your most popular posts are or have been? Honestly, again, it's the educational ones. Okay. And you know that because of you've actually looked at your analytics? <laughs> um, I've looked at like the the ones that have the most engagement. Okay, great. Comments and likes and things like that. Perfect, cuz that is the most important thing. Okay. You think the educational stuff is the most important and I'm I'm just going to open this one for instance for everyone listening, it's a video that looks like someone is going to talk about a salve if you're suffering from a sunburn, dissolve can be applied to protect and soothe the burn. You can use dissolve on dry hands and cuticles. This is especially amazing in the wintertime when our hands just tend to be a little bit drier. As someone with chronic dry lips, I personally love this salve as a lip balm. So, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think that those videos are great. I always think educational videos are great. So you have a TikTok too? Yes. And 
which one does better for you in terms of like converting people to the website and selling? I feel like it's on Instagram. I still get more views on Instagram and TikTok is, I'm not doing too well on there. I just feel like my videos are not being pushed out at all. Interesting. Cause I feel like there's people who are like, TikTok is amazing. I still don't necessarily get it, but you know, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so this is interesting to me. Um, so the educational videos are to me really, really smart content because you are inspiring people with a product, right? You're not just like, buy me, buy me, buy me, here's product photography, but you're showing them ways that you can solve problems through your product. The thing that is interesting is that, for instance, I'm going to click to your Reels page that'll show, so the cover of all the posts, there's nothing that tells me what that video is about. Oh, this is my overall, you know, if someone was to hear about you and scroll to your page, they see a bunch of videos and like women with their hands in their hair. <laughs> I'm assuming a woman's hands with her fingers in like a jar or so it's a lot of shots that are product related, but you don't have a lot of copy. So no one really knows what the video is about. And the problem with that is that human beings are just lazy. <laughs> so they're going to scroll all of these things and they're not necessarily going to know. It's like, do I watch this or not? Do I care or not? Right. So currently it shows the viewer the number of views, right? Mm -hmm. This is the kind of up high school game that Instagram has created for us, which is like, this is the most popular. So that is most likely what all of us are going to click to watch because we see the number. So it's like, oh, this one. Oh, I wonder what happens in this video that has 2,618 views. Yeah. One of the videos that is 226 could have way more engagement and comments and like, you know, but just based on visuals alone, I would click this one video that has the most views. And that is probably what the average person is going to do. Instead, what I think you should start doing is creating covers. You did it a couple times. So that is what's interesting. There is one that says tips to extend the life of your solid hair care. It's a little confusing for people who don't exactly know what that is. Because to the average person, this photo looks like two bars of soap, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you and I know that that is a, a solid bar of shampoo. But this concept, of eco and a solid bar of shampoo, you're going to have to educate because not most consumers don't know that that shampoo. Right. They think it's a bar of soap and they're like tips to extend. Okay. It's too many words. The best thing to do is buy, like go to the grocery store and buy some of like the popular magazines and just start looking at the headlines. What are the headlines on the covers of those magazines? Purchase them and use them go through every page of the magazine cover to cover and start to see how they use language to draw people in and then start to mimic it on your covers and on your copywriting, even on your website. Okay. Again, looking at, you know, you've got great photography for the covers, right? There's this like pit detox mask and it, this is a beautiful professional photo, right? It's gorgeous. 
what could happen is at the very top, you could have the title of what this video is actually going to do. I see. Got it. You know, and like, what is that video going to do? Just out of curiosity. That video is showing consumers how to make the pit detox mask and then use it. So that's for your underarms? Yeah. And what is something that you would tell someone that would like shock them? Like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I should detox my underarms. (laughs) It's mainly for people who are transitioning over to natural deodorants for the first time. And they find they're struggling with either the um, increased sweating or increased odor. The detox essentially just clears out your armpits and your pores so that it allows the natural deodorant to have a better chance at actually working than just making you walking around stinking all the time. Okay. I love this. See, this is the thing. Your products are so fresh, like the what the future should be. Your thing is that you can educate consumers. And that's really interesting to me. Like I switched to natural deodorant for years and then I started working out and it wasn't cutting it. So this is interesting because if I had known or watched a video that was like, well, use a pit detox and like get your armpits ready to that, you know, like that's interesting. So you have to figure out how to say in like six words or less, you want to get people to click on that and watch it. Cause that's really interesting to me. Like, and that would sell that product like off the shelves. So to me, you already have the beautiful photography, but what you now need to do is tie in, like get people to watch this. Cause if they watch it, they'll do it. So it's like, use this to make natural deodorant actually work. Or like, is your natural deodorant not working? This is why people don't even know what that means, but they'll click it and they'll watch it. So you kind of have to be like gimmicky because you need people to watch these videos to then sell. Yeah. You already have a really good sense of video and creating videos and also whether it's not just you starring in them, like you have a whole variety of people in the videos, which is amazing. You just need people to watch those videos. You don't have to put like a title that covers the entire thing. Cause I know often people will want the reel to be featured on their main feed, but they don't want their main feed to just be all text. So you can do a headline in like a circle in a corner, or you can visually use graphic design to figure out how to put the title in so that people can still see it. But on your feed, the cover is still just like a beautiful photo, which is a square part of that vertical image. Does that help? Yes, tremendously. Because honestly, now I'm thinking back based on what you said, when I'm on someone else's Instagram too, I like to see like a little snippet of what that reel or that TikTok is going to be about. I don't know why I didn't do that. When I, as in, like, as a viewer, I'm looking for the same thing as well. We all do it. We all do these things because we're doing a thousand things. Yeah. <laughs> so, wearing many hats, right? <laughs> I would start to create your content moving forward in that manner. And also, I'm going to be perfectly honest. People don't remember anything. And you're always getting new users and new followers. So listen, if you want to reuse old content and videos that you've already done, yeah. but repost them, like post them fresh with added text. And I'm also going to throw out that 
often people watch reels without the sound on. So another smart thing to do is if you are, let's take that video that we listened to about like a few different ways that you can use your solve or salve. Is it salve? I mean, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Potato. <laughs> right. I think it maybe salve. So people know it's an A, not like you're solving a problem. Okay. Oh, oh my God. See, that's cute copywriting. Like, let our salve solve your... Anyway, I'm getting really nerdy, but that is great copywriting there. Like figuring out a way to play on words. We're going to write great. that down. We're going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say redo that video and this time add in text. So when you are describing audibly, you know, you can use it on your cuticles. You could be like visually, number three, use it for dry cuticles. Number two, use it for this, number one. So if someone has their sound off, they're still getting the content and the info and they're like, oh my God, yeah, fall is here and my cuticles are so dry right now. Yeah. And this prompts them to buy the product. And you don't want to do this on every single one of your videos, but I will say you should do a call to action. Great. You've educated them, but where's the call to action? Referencing this video about the salve, you've given them three amazing ideas on ways to use it at the very end. And you don't have to mention this. It can just be a visual cue. At the very end, it should say, you know, like, buy my salve now before it sells out. It's giving someone the need to purchase. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is when reels end, you know, the screen freezes. So if that's the message that's on the frozen screen, great. We do that with unique markets. Often you'll notice there'll be a reel and on the very last screen, it'll say like, buy tickets now. And that's the one that stays. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a Kind of a subconscious thing, but yeah. So I would say, yeah, I mean, your Instagram, you have the content, you're just, you need to add a couple different things to make it more user-friendly. I love that you're taking notes. And <laughs> this is gold nuggets. Yeah. So I've helped you with a little bit of website advice and some Instagram advice. Is there any last question you would like to ask or feedback on like some of the things that I've helped you with? No, honestly, you've given me a lot of things to think about that I just honestly wasn't aware of. And I think a lot of it is I need to actually start looking at my business, not from an owner perspective, but as a buyer. If I was my ideal customer, like what would I be looking out for? What would I want to see to be like a converted customer? So I think I need to like change the way I look at things too. Amazing. Well, I love your packaging. We obviously love your products at Unique Market. So can't wait to see you keep growing. And it's just about those call to actions and converting. Like always have sales in the back of your mind. And whether it's a 30% discount or like a buy one, get one free or getting people to purchase and do discounts at market so that you can get customers. Because once you have a customer, you know, that's the thing that you want. Obviously, with your 46% return rate, you <laughs> want customers and then you'll be golden. Yeah, it's just to get them to try it, right? Just get it in their hands. Exactly, exactly. Right, thank you so much, Sonia. Of course. Well, it was great talking with you. It's great talking with you. There's a lot of things that I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of the day. Good. <laughs> Today's top takeaways are number one, 
use statistics to your advantage. Analytics are so important in understanding your business. Look at your average items per cart and average price per cart and try to increase those with clever marketing and sales tactics. If you know people like your products, use promotions that encourage them to have a bulk buy mentality. So instead of just buying one shampoo bar, they buy three and start marketing your products as gifts. For example, promote your products as good gift options for friends and family, especially around the holidays. That way, people buy more. And on your website pop-up, offer a big discount that's exciting for the customer. Shock them into giving you their email because the offer is so enticing and then you can stay in touch with them all year round. Number two, make your website look and feel big, but still make it obvious that you're a small business. You can spotlight yourself and your story throughout your website. After all, you are what makes the business unique. You can do this with photos, videos, or simply using graphics or a heading that says something like handmade in Los Angeles. And number three, remember that video is popular on social media, but not everyone watches with their sound on. Incorporating captions onto content is an easy way to educate about the brand, but make sure to also include a call to action with the visual cue at the end of each video. Make sure to make covers for the videos that tell people what the videos are about, and you can always use older content and repost old videos, this time adding captions. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing you can do to help spread the word is give us a five, that's right, five-star rating, and remember to leave a review, which helps the algorithm bump us up in the charts. Also, remember to tell your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A, and you can follow my business at Unique Markets. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow. And thanks so much for listening.